Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Modern Philosophy Podcast. My name is Ashley Hayes, and I'm so excited that today's episode is on modern business. We're going to talk about what it means to come into creative business later in life, after college, early 30s, and what that looks like um, and how we operate creative businesses and all sorts of ins and outs, especially of being a woman-owned entrepreneur. And so to help me with this conversation today, I am so, so, so excited to have a good friend of mine, Janelle J. Janelle J is an interior decorator from Atlanta, Georgia. She is the owner and operator of Ivy Leaf Interior Decor and seeks to help her clients make beautiful yet functional spaces. Although she is a woman of many hats, her proudest role is that of a wife to her rock star of a hubby, Idis, and mother to three to their three amazing girls. Their family is a source of endless inspiration and is the glowing soul in all that she does. Janelle, thank you so, so much for coming on to talk to me in Modern Philosophy. Thank you so much for having me, Ashley Hayes. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> So you, I invited you here because I have just sat back and watched your Instagram <laughs> and Facebook over the past year or so. And it mm-hmm. seemed to me like overnight, you were mm-hmm. just in a creative business. So you run an interior decorating company. Mm-hmm. And I just want to give sort of my audience a little background of where you're from and what's your background. Um, we met mm-hmm. at Georgia State University. So what have you been doing since then? And that's so funny you say that, right? Because um, it does feel like an overnight success, even though most people say overnight successes will take 10 years. It does exactly how you said it is exactly how everyone else feels like my business. It just popped out of nowhere. Um, But my background was really in like, I'm a very logical person. So creativity doesn't even... I don't, creativity in me, we don't, we have no, we're like oil and water. So for me to have this creative side, it's it's one of those things where I was like, what? I don't even know how to draw, let alone come up together with visual, um, you know, designs for my clients. Um, But I've always been a very logical, technical person. So I went to school for political science. I thought I was going to be a, a diplomat or some kind of foreign service officer or maybe I was going to pursue immigration law, right? So I thought I was going to be an attorney or something along the lines of just technicality and just being logical. But it, and I was, I was doing that after I graduated um, at Georgia State. I actually got a work from home role for a cybersecurity firm. So it was very, very technical. And I worked for um, a big brand of computers <laughs> and um, they're out of Texas. And so this company in Atlanta was a subsidiary and I was under their cybersecurity umbrella. And so mm-hmm. it's very technical. I mean, my team were basically technical uh, professional hackers. Um, so it was pretty cool to do that role and realize I don't want to do this role <laughs> forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I was in that role for 10 years. And just last week, Ashley, just last week, you probably saw this, I submitted my letter of resignation. Yes. So it was my big girl, my first big girl job I ever had. The first, the only role where I learned about corporate world, the only role where I knew, learned about Outlook and all of the things that Microsoft embodies um, to 
basically stepping out on faith and saying, hey, I'm about to bet on myself. And and I resigned last week. So technically, I've been kind of on vacation for the quote unquote two week notice. Um, but I'm but yeah, that's that's how I mean, it's as simple as being in the same role for 10 years and realizing I just need a little bit more than this life that I'm having right now. Good for you. I I love it when, especially it happening so soon for you. I quit like five years ago, but I've gone through a cycle of quitting and then getting a job, but I'm so, mm. so happy. So, so let's talk a little bit more about that, right? Because there is this myth that you have to be dedicating your life to something for 20 years and then you've got to study it, and then you've got to get a business license for it. What was it like to sort of just have things happen easily? Because you launched that interior decorating company and it has taken off since then. (laughs) And I think that, you know, it's a misconception to think that, you know, businesses just thrive as easily as if you were to look at mine, right? And I will never sugarcoat the sacrifices, the process. Mm -hmm. Um, I did, though, come up with the concept within three weeks. So I had, what had happened was I had gotten my project management certification. It's called PMP in the technical world. Um, I failed it the first time. It's so, so, so tough to pass it on the first try. So I failed it the first time. Then I passed it on the second try. And I thought, okay, this is my big break. I am going to get a promotion. I know it. I have um, a master's from Georgia Tech. I now I got my PMP. I got over eight years of experience under my belt in project management. I mean, they have to consider me, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, why wouldn't they? And yeah. then we got to the point where I was like, all right, it's time for my review. Like, what's going on? And it was like, yeah, you have the experience. And I see you got the PMP. But, you know, the level that you're at, you just can't jump two levels. You kind of have to go through a whole nother year huh. of being at another level. And huh. then you can get, you can apply to the level that you're requesting. But that still will be junior entry level. So you kind of want to get to a third level in order for you to get the promotion that you think you deserve. And I was like, what? Like you guys jump people all the time into different levels. You guys are leaders in this company. You can stay and pick and choose what you want to do. So that was like a reality check that no matter how hard or how high you climb, it was like this feeling that you just couldn't break through. And I kind of got defeated. I felt defeated. Um, So I thought I was going to launch a project management firm. So I remember talking to my husband. We were coming back from uh, Huntsville. I was like, you know, I think I'm going to launch a project management firm. He was like, oh, okay, well, what are you going to do? And then I was like, I don't know. And that was it. Like the conversation, we were driving back to Atlanta. We were just like, I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to figure it out this week. Well, in that figuring it out, I said, I do project management all day long. I need to do something else. Um, And that turned into, hmm, maybe I could just help people put their spaces together. I've had people come over to my home. They would kind of, you know, compliment how beautifully my home was decorated. I didn't think nothing to it. I just thought, okay, a piece of artwork that I found at Home Goods looked good. A nice mirror looked good. You know, a rug here. I didn't think it was anything major. But when people would come over, their reactions would solidify like, hmm, maybe maybe they're up to something or they're basically, you know, letting me know that I could potentially do this for other people. And um, that turned into, I'm going to do an interior decorating business. And I 
didn't think that it would be received as it, the way it has. Um, I, like I said, it, it, it was about three weeks. So I remember when we were coming back from Huntsville, it was three weeks to the day that my 30th birthday was going to hit. And I remember thinking, wow. if I could just launch or, or let the world know that this is what I'm thinking about or wanting to do um, on my 30th birthday, I just have to really execute. Like I have to sit here and just execute the website, execute the vision for the name. I, I came up with the name on a, such a whim of just see, looking at my daughter's um, medicine. She had a cough. And on the medicine bottle, it said Ivy Leaf. Like, and I was like, oh, I could be like the home decor remedy. And it just rolled off my tongue. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, you know, I'm just giving homes hugs, you know, making, converting houses into homes. And it was just this thing that funnel. And I would lay lay in bed at night and just um, think about it all day long. I could not think of anything else. And my husband would be like, are you okay? Like you're getting, getting a little obsessive with this. And I was yeah, like, no, I just, I just, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I see it. I see. It. I just kept saying, I see it. And then I just remember thinking, I was like, God, this could be really, really good. Or this could be really, really bad, but whatever it is, I'm just going to go for it because I can't sit on this much longer. I mean, I went through a whole business development in three weeks. And I think for a lot of people, they, they think that that's a very short amount of time. Whereas for me, I feel like I could have done it sooner because I was just that gun ho and I was that determined to get it out. But I was waiting for the, my 30th birthday and I was waiting to let the world know that this is what I was working on. Um, and fast forward to two years later, here we are <laughs> and I'm quitting my job now. <laughs> wow. And it is so exciting to witness that how fast it happened but also the clarity you get because Mm -hmm. part of it is sort of doing what you've always done which is project management you're able to take the concept and then map it Mm -hmm. out but then Mm -hmm. to like channel that creative process I think it's absolutely a joy to witness what has been the most challenging part of running your creative business and how how are you overcoming those yeah, I think the most challenging part of running this creative business are meeting people's expectations, right? Mm-hmm. So just as much as people want to hire me and um, my business and my brand to redecorate their homes, I'm also vetting clients, right? Not every client is the right client. Not mm-hmm. every client is going to meet the aesthetics that I provide. So I'm always, always careful in ensuring that whoever onboards with the Ivy Leaf brand, um, it's mostly because I can meet those expectations. I can meet those aesthetics that matches my brand. Um, Because I'm not a very glammy interior designer. I don't go with the glitz and glam, right? Because I'm catering Mm -hmm. to everyday working families. And so everyday working families can't have glass tables because they have small children more than likely Mm -hmm. that they just can't be bumping into like the corner. So I'm considering families and who's living in the home and are there pets and this is hypoallergenic and all of those things that other interior designers might not even consider because they're just trying to go with, Hey, I'm glam and I'm sticking to glam or I'm traditional. I'm sticking to traditional. Mine is more like a cohesive realm of, Mm -hmm. um, I guess styles. It's a good blend. And so just as much as, you know, clients are like, hey, Janelle, I want you to do my space. I'm like, uh-uh, let me just see 
if we even if we even fit. So those expectations and and thinking that I can give them, you know, the the sky and the beach <laughs> and uh, the moon mm-hmm. and the stars, um, all within a small small budget is always the hardest part because I'm always an uh, open book and transparent on costs and things will cost a little bit of money, but it's not going to cost you. You know, if you were on HGTV and you had a hundred thousand dollars, but you're a pet sitter. When you look at these shows on 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 HGTV, you're thinking, "Wow, they're a pet sitter and he's a tutor and they're buying a house for a million dollars." Like that's just not my everyday working family. Yeah, so I had to remember that the challenges of just meeting expectations and that not every client is your client. And, and mm-hmm. so once I got past that, I'm like. I'm good. I can hear it on the first five minutes, whether or not I want to take this on. Not every client is your client. I hope if you're listening, you take that with you because that is Mm -hmm. a difficult part of running a creative business. You know, my managers sort through emails every week and we're like, take the gig or this gig kind of work, not just time, not just budget, but, you know, ethically and and does it in line with what you want to do. So I think that's that's terrific. You're our mom of three now (laughs) and a creative business owner. Yeah. How how do you find balance? How do you set and keep boundaries? How is this going for you? (laughs) I don't know, girl. Whenever uh, you find out, you let me know because (laughs) I, some days um, people say that. And to me, Mm -hmm. you're right. I do have three children and I do have to find balance. Um, But we just, we just function like we just have a good process and I'm all about again that's just my logical technical side right a process I am so good about processes the Mm -hmm. girls go to daycare they have a routine that you know we we make sure that they don't miss and if they do it's because we decided that we want to keep them home and do like a day activity with them um my husband he's so supportive because when the moment that I said I wanted to do this he was at first a little apprehensive mostly because he just was like, how are you going to map this out? And I was like, I don't know. But now him seeing it in two years, he's just like mind blown, right? And so now, you know, his support is tremendous because if I can't be there to pick up my daughter from daycare, he knows that install days means I'm going to be gone all day. He knows he has to worry about dinner. He knows he has to get the girls bathed. Not just on install days, he basically does that every single day. But on install days, he just has to go above and beyond a little bit harder since I'm not here to assist. Um, I also have my mom. She lives, you know, 30 minutes away. And she's very supportive. So I think just having the family support and they understanding mm-hmm. your vision and your mission is very, very important. Um, and then aside from that, again, processes and just ensuring that you outsource. So I mm-hmm. outsource. What that means is, hey, I had some steak sawing and I can make a mean steak, but I don't feel like making the sides. Right. So I might go to Jim and Nick's and get the greens and get the mac and cheese and get the cornbread because I feel like outsourcing those things because it's all about my time. So I have a cleaning lady. She comes once a month. I might, um, you know, we have um, different things that we do in terms of activities that we say, OK, on this day, we're going to go and do this. And we keep to that schedule. And that's what helps me balance it all is, you know, outsourcing and having that family support because. As moms, especially in this millennial age, I mean, we just cannot do it all. And I still wonder how my mom and how all of our mothers mm-hmm. um, and grandmothers and aunties did it um, because 
it, it's just it's just a lot that we're juggling and it, yeah. it, things are way more expensive so yeah. you 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 need two working people in the household and at the same time you definitely need to find balance because you can't, you know, you can't get upset with your kids because you've had a rough day. I mean, they don't know about that. So you just mm. have to, you know, and, and also I, I'm really big into fitness. So I try to do CrossFit every morning to start my day. Yeah. And so I just think it really sets my day. And so routines and schedules and outsourcing and family really are, are the main things to keep me balanced. Those are terrific things. Those are Thank what you. keep any, you know, creative business owner, entrepreneur. Yeah, you'll, you'll deplete yourself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And knowing how to ask for help, I think, mm-hmm. is a brilliant note there. Mm-hmm. So what do you wish you had known before becoming a creative entrepreneur? I wish I would have known that the business side of running a creative company is far more exhausting um, than the creative side. Who doesn't want to go shop with other people's money? Who doesn't want to be in home goods all day buying things? I think people just think that you're just buying things and um, you're creating these, you're turning these spaces around, but it's exhausting. And I'm basically your personal shopper, your handyman. I mount all the things up on the walls. I lay everything. We move furniture. We clean. Um, You know, we bring our vacuums. Like it's, it's a whole production install day, and it's just me and my small team that really transform these spaces. Um, but the business side of when I'm installing, install days happen like once a week. But the other four days is business, meaning preparing the proposals, heading to yeah. consultation, um, going back and forth with clients on the proposal and the pricing. Um, creating the info boards or the design elements, like somebody has to sit down and do that. And I have to approve those from my team. And it's it, the business side. <laughs> it's always like, yeah, I thought I was just going to be shopping with other people's money and be like, hey, girl, just give me the $2,000 and, and here we go. But no, it's it's way more to it. And it's always elevating the brand and, and figuring out what's the next thing. And Obviously, I have to be in front of camera, too, because I do all of these um, videos and I teach people how to put things up. So it's it's a it's just the preparation of, OK, just continue. you got to keep going. So it's like you can't stop. You Once you put yourself in this entrepreneur space, you just can't stop. And you have to just keep elevating um, and managing the business, not just the creative side. Mm hmm. That's for darn sure. <laughs> what you are know. you short? Oh, oh, yeah, I know. That's what this podcast is all about. It's about mm-hmm. that life, that balance, being organized. And, you know, artists are not known for being good business people often. So changing right. that culture, I think, is, is absolutely dope. Short exactly. and long term, what are your goals? What are you looking forward to? Oh, man. So short term, take more vacations with the family. Um mm-hmm. And I just feel like, you know, I worked so hard the last two years to get my brand to where it is today. And I'm so thankful that, you know, you've mentioned, you know, the growth of it because it has taken a lot of sacrifice, a lot of nights where I'm not around my kids, a lot of nights where I'm not seeing them till the next day because I'm getting home at 10, 11 o'clock at night or working on weekends or going to sit at the Starbucks and while they're out at a park. So, I mean, people don't see that side of running a business, right? They only see the the positives, but there's still a lot um, 
behind the scenes. And so this year, I just want to focus on being more intentional. So short term is just to take at least three to four vacations with the family or with my husband or me alone. Um, and then long term, I... I want to do a lot more like larger projects, like bigger projects that require for me to spend a a good amount of time um, really, really developing or designing an entire home. Of course, everyone is on the Get a HGTV show, but I don't know. I just, I, I do love being in front of camera and I do love like teaching people. But I don't know if HGTV is is that route. Um, but I I totally will welcome any and every opportunity in terms of um, those long term goals. I mean, I haven't really thought about it because everything has been so short term. I mean, I'm just turning around projects within six weeks, so I can't even look up to really think about five years from now or ten years from now. But another thing I want to do is I want to launch a product. And so right now I'm just thinking about launching a not thinking, I'm actually in the works of launching like a curtain line. Um and so I want like window treatments, um, or pillows or um some kind of textile or wall art. And so my goal would be to obviously be in like a Target, a Walmart, um at home, you know, any of those home decor stores. Um, and or home goods, which is my favorite. And so being in one of those, uh, one of those uh, stores and really having my product and my brand like on display would be super sweet. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, Thank let you. me know if I can help. That sounds very exciting. Thank you. Um, what are you most proud of so far? Um, that's a great question. What am I most proud of? I guess you don't really get a chance to really think about what you're proud of because you're, everyone is so critical of themselves. You always think you can do more. You always think you can do better. You always think your project is not good enough. Like I still to this day don't really think my work is that great, but other people love my work. <laughs> so I'm always like, is it? Is it that good? Um, but so I don't, I, I guess I'm most proud of successfully running this business and for people to see that you can tap into your purpose and your passion and make money from it. So I think people will jump out there trying to launch their passion, which is great. Go for it. But you also have to monetize because you have to make a living. And so I'm most proud of being able to fire my job. Good for you. (laughs) Yeah. Good for you. I am so happy that you were able to do that. Um, I'm so happy to just witness your growth. And as I grow, hopefully we can grow together. I definitely am producing television. So I'd love to produce what you do. I think that would be absolutely terrific. So thank you so much for sitting with me, Janelle. How can people book you? You're welcome. Um, So you can find me on Instagram. I'm at Ivy Leaf underscore interior you can send me a dm i respond to dms um you can also reach out to me hello at ivyleafinterior.com and you can also submit a submission form on my website and that's www.ivyleafinterior.com forward slash contact dash us or you can hit the contact us um, tab and literally all of those emails and all of those ways to contact me is all me 
not no one else. It's me. Um, and I can uh, be available for any project that you're wanting to do. <laughs> well, make sure you all follow Janelli, book Janelli. Um, I'm planning to book Janelli when I move because I am so, so in love with your Instagram and your work. Um, make sure you all follow and share the Modern Philosophy Podcast. We are modern with an E on the end philosophy on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher. Make sure you share, subscribe, leave a review. You can leave a voicemail for me or Janelli at anchor.fm slash Ashley Hayes. Make sure you follow and share our excerpts that we'll be posting from Janelli at Modern Philosophy on Instagram. Our song of the week, I have decided to dedicate to you, Janelli, is Proud Mary by Tina Turner. She left a good yeah. job in the city working for the man every night and day. And now she don't lose one minute of sleep worrying about the way that things might have been. So I wish you all a wonderful week. Um, thank you for tuning in to Modern Philosophy, where together we are learning better, doing better, and being better. I'll see y'all next time.